Well, had Dan read all the entire chapter, I would have come up and said, any questions? And we're done here. But little work to do. That's okay. That's okay. Your wife pointed it out to everybody, by the way. I just want you to... I just <laughs> uh, really, it was part of my this morning sermon, but I, when I looked at the clock, I decided that this better be saved for the afternoon because we were been here a lot longer, and I thought, ah, for once in my life, I'll finish right at 11.30. So it <laughs> take that shock look off your face. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7 starts out with the section on judging. First five verses. Judge not that you be not judged. With what judgment you judge, that shall you also be judged. Okay? Um, and then a little later on in Matthew chapter 7, it says, as... Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. What is that referred to as? The golden rule, okay? Treat people the way you want to be treated, okay? That's, that's, that's a, a good goal and a good objective, but it, it doesn't always happen a lot of times that particular way. But then as we get to the close of the chapter, Jesus starts making comparisons, and we talked about one of those today, based upon our idea of a journey or a road. And that's in 13 and 14. Enter the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are, uh, by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those, and those who find it are few. That's 13 and 14. And then Dad read the tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets. Okay, now the analogy is false prophets. False prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. There's continually this battle in, in the comic strips between sheep and wolves, right? I mean, there have been parodies, all of this. There used to be... Uh, I don't know whether Disney did it or Hanna-Barbera. That was a, a wolf that was trying to always get the sheep and a watchdog that was trying to protect the sheep and they were constantly doing things to each other and then at the end of the day, they'd go and they'd punch out. You know, like, this is, this is our job. The idea is here displayed, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes? What's the answer to that question? No, they're gathered from what? A grape vine. Figs from thistle? I don't really know what a thistle is other than what we see in the plants today, whether it was the same thing. You know, those stalks that come up that have the big head on them and everybody would wish they would be done and get rid of them all because they just propagate every which way. But they have little bristles on them and they, they stick, if it's the thistle I'm thinking about. But figs come from a what? 
A tree, not, not a bush. Okay? So, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Anybody ever had a diseased tree that bore bad fruit? Be surprised if you, if you haven't. I mean, nature itself attacks fruit and fruit trees like crazy. You have to do a lot of different things in order to get the fruit on a tree to bear good fruit. You leave it by itself, and more than likely, it's going to be terrible. Worms probably will get it the most. If the worms don't get it, what else gets it? The birds, other things in nature take care of it. It gets some disease. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. The two things are juxtaposed. They're opposites of each other. Healthy tree, good fruit, bad disease free, bad fruit, a false prophet, Follows along the same line. A, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing, we say. And that's where we get it from right here. For every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Okay? So, paraphrase this. What's it mean? Actions speak louder than... Dress, words, okay? And so Jesus continues with this thought, verse 21. Not, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father. What was the focus of our lesson this morning? We're on a road to get to heaven, right? Many people, when they get to the gate, that's mentioned up here in verse 13 and 14, will say, Lord, Lord, I want to get into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who's just saying, Lord, Lord, won't make it because Jesus says, you will not enter the, uh, the kingdom of heaven, but the one that does the will of my Father. So just saying, Lord, Lord, not doing the will, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these wonderful things? Prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, do many mighty works in your name, and those things are all good. Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I think the King James might say workers of iniquity. So two kinds of disciples, those that have done the will of the Lord and those that might be thinking they've done the will of the Lord but yet have not done what he has told them to do. And then he says in the, first, in the, the final section of Matthew chapter 7, uh, build your house upon a rock. When we were little kids, we used to sing a song about this wise man built his house upon a rock, right? Sing it in every vacation Bible school, probably. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew 
beat on that house, but it did not fall. I think anybody who's ever built anything knows that you need to get down to a solid foundation as you construct things. If not, what's going to happen? It's going to sink, it's going to settle, it's going to shift. So you need to get to where you can get a solid foundation on which to construct the frame of your house. Here's why. Rains came. Floods came with the rain. The winds blew. Boy, haven't we just seen a good dose of that here in the last couple of three weeks. Uh, with Hurricane Michael coming through the panhandle of Florida. They beat on that house and it will fall. And it did fall because it had been found on the rock. Because it had been founded on the rock. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. I'll get it right in a second. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell. The floods came. The winds blew. Beat against the house. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. So, verse 28, and when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as the scribe. Jesus here in this chapter parallels two ways, two gates, two roads, two types of prophets, two kinds of disciples and also two types of foundations. He kind of gives us the choice. You, you can be one or the other. You can be this type. You can go this way. You can follow this road. You can believe this prophet. You can be this kind of disciple. You can construct this kind of building on this kind of foundation. Or you can follow my road, the narrow path, the tough road, the small gate. You can bear fruit like you should. You could be the kind of disciple that you ought to be, and then you can build your faith. You can build your building on good, solid foundation. Which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to be? When Jesus taught these folks, he, they, he astonished his believers. They couldn't believe that he was saying these things, and he couldn't believe that he was teaching them with the authority that he so projected. You have a decision to make tonight, this afternoon, which path. You've always got the opportunity to make this decision. We'd ask you to make the right one this evening. If you've not confessed it or not named it, do so now while we sing this, sing this song. <laughs>